And I'm Jimmy. Welcome to Worldly Finder, episode 17. 16, right? No, 17. 16 was last week. <laughs> I messed up this time. You're wrong. Oh. I'm right. Well, hey, how's everybody doing? Anything exciting happen this week? Went to Holiday World. Holiday World? Actually, just splashed in Safari. Oh, but it's... Which, you know, we were talking about going to court for things. I'm going to go to court that they open a entrance to Splash and Safari. Oh. Like a parking lot in its own oh, entrance. Oh, yeah. So, well, for those of you that may be around the world listening, we have a oh, theme yeah, park where? local to us. As a local, I mean, it's, it's a pretty big But it's got like deal. the number one roller coaster in the world, you know, or yeah. used to at least. They Yeah, every year so. they, or every couple of years they would build a roller coaster or water coaster that would break records. So they, yeah. Were, yeah. they could be the number one at this. So you may have heard of it. They're the number one in family fun. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. um, but free drinks, free sunscreen. Free parking. Wink. So for this commercial, grant me my wish, please. Holiday <laughs> yes. World. Uh, but so they have Holiday World, which is like different holiday themed areas, yeah. and then they have Splash and Safari, which is a water park. But it doesn't it, make sense that it's Safari themed in a holiday themed park. Well, when it originally opened, it was a separate park. You had to pay separate. Oh prices. yeah, that's like, right. It had two water slides and a lazy river and maybe a wave pool. Yeah. And now it has grown into a gargantuan. It, uh, yeah, it's it, awesome. It's his own park. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it really is. It's separate. So that that's actually a good a good deal because you get yeah. two parks for the price of one. You get a water park, which you can just go to just a water park. Right. Which we did. But it's kind of back in the back, so I don't know. I guess they, they could figure out a way. Holiday World, if you're listening, figure out a way to, <laughs> to Yeah. I mean, I was like from our parking lot spot to the back of Splash and Safari where we were headed, I put on my watch, you know, and it was like a mile. It's a trick. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just tired from that new baby life. Jimmy, anything exciting in your, <laughs> we got a walking pad at home. It's like a treadmill without handles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people use it for like under their desk or if they work from home. So uh, we got it. So now we can, Walk on the treadmill while watching Hoarders. Wait, is it like the original power pad for Nintendo? No, what I don't it, think it what has is any. A, what is a walking pad? It's basically it's a, a treadmill, treadmill without sides, like to hold on to. Yeah. It's just on the floor. Oh. A walking pad. That seems dangerous. It is. We've fallen off a couple times, but you Already get back up. Already you have? Oh, yeah, because it's a little bit more narrow than your typical treadmill. And then if you're watching something, you'll start like leaning to one side, <laughs> oh, and then you lose your balance. But we have it pretty close to the couch, so if you fall, you fall on the couch. <laughs> Do you have two Nothing about this. Just one. No, no, just one. <laughs> so your wife's just sitting there while you're just like walking while and you then watch it. falls on. Like, what happened? <laughs> ah, I was too wrapped up. It was a prime day deal, okay? It was normally $500. We got it for $180. So oh, it was a good deal. Well, hey, that is Can't a good deal. The, next week on Hoarders. Jimmy's <laughs> exercise prime equipment. Prime day deals. Exactly. So I've never heard of a walking pad. It's big on TikTok right now. It sounds like yeah. a power pad. So it's big in Japan. Uh, but yeah, speaking I, of Japan, so so do you, so that. But I I feel like this could be very dangerous because you could just set it up on your wife's side of the bed, uh-huh. going at night, and she wouldn't know. <laughs> She'd get up, and fly out. <laughs> so if you're mad, you'd be I like, think ah, you definitely hear it though. Treadmill. So it's definitely not silent, so we have to turn the TV up a little bit. But um, we'll do yeah. that. that Wait, this week we're talking about Wildwood. Wildwood. Some book Adrian's reading. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, I bring the culture to this. I know you do. Uh, Kiki's delivery service, which nobody knows what that is, but we'll talk about it anyway. It's a Miyazaki. Is that that TikTok song? It's a Miyazaki film. Kiki, do you love me? 
<laughs> is that a different thing? No, Jimmy. Okay. It's not that. And then, uh, of course, some Florida foibles. Jimmy might have something from the YouTube world. You were telling us. Uh, you told me something earlier. Okay, oh, okay. We'll, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once I remember. We'll pay attention we'll to show notes. Yeah. All right. Adrian, tell us about Wildwood. Okay. So I'm... It's I think it's three three books in the series. It's oh, it's a trilogy. Yes, um, I am almost finished with the first one, so I just wanted to talk because some pretty heavy themes have come up. It's advertised as a children's book. It is a children's book. Children's or young adult? I would say well, the main character advertised as. I don't actually know, but the main character is fourteen. So I would say fourteen would be probably okay. Yeah. Yeah, middle school. You call those young adults, fourteen-year-olds, fourteen-year-olds, fourteen, eighteen, and then you're an adult. Okay, right? Sure. When does young adulthood start, Jimmy? In your eyes, twenty-two. <laughs> you're an adult. That's then. true. Young adult then too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like probably middle school, but um, it's very like Narnia-ish, and Narnia-ish. it takes place in Portland, Portland. So. Yeah, so Keep it's a little bit, like, progressive in a way. Like, one of the kids is a pacifist. He keeps saying that he's a pacifist. and But it's still well, this similar, like, <laughs> there's some woods, and nobody has been able to go into them, and, they're like, nobody really knows why. And then one this one girl does, and well. she finds a whole new world inside a where there's talking animals there's a mean witch it's very like Disney. oh narnia yeah okay parallels but i would say since it's more it's definitely not christian in any way um but it's not like you know bad right <laughs> but I will, okay, I'm going to give like a little bit of a spoiler because it has to do with the worldview of the book. One is there is not much, I guess there are worldviews, but there's, so far I haven't found like an overarching worldview um, other than like the good versus evil type of thing. So this girl just finds out that her brother, like her brother has been captured by this witch, which you, you know, like... (laughs) The thing is, is about these spoilers is you as the parent reader are probably, you know, you kind okay. of know all these things. You exactly. know okay. that the parents are somehow involved. And so you just get the story from them. But they, they basically just, she goes back home and says, like, I need your help to her parents. And they say, actually, we made a deal with the witch because we couldn't have children. Oh. So the witch uh, said that we can have one child but if we have two, then it's the second one is hers. So they basically Parents. tell, but then they, so the girl's like, well, that was a terrible idea. Let's go back and get him, my brother. And they're like, no, we made this deal. <laughs> That's basically what they tell him. They're like, Gotta keep your word. we can like, we'll be okay as a family of three. And the girl's like, absolutely not. And she goes back. So she goes back to save her brother. So anyway, like, what is the? I was like, I've got to talk about this worldview finder because what is the worldview of these parents just being like, well, that's our fate. You got to keep your word. That's worldview. Yeah, contracts are binding. I, I mean, if you look at Old Testament stuff, like they would make vows before the Lord. Mm. They were yeah. like binding, and like they kept it, even though some of the stuff were crazy. And like God didn't ask him to do that. Like, like yeah. the, I'm thinking of the guy. I think in Judges that like. 
made this commitment to like whatever comes out of my house, I'm going to sacrifice to the Lord. Including and now there's, a child. <laughs> yeah, when well, his daughter comes out and he's like, oh, you're like, I told you to stay inside. What? <laughs> he's just not like his wife. He's like, oh, good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. But it, but it, he kept his vow, and you're like, wait, but God didn't ask him to do that, to, one, to make the vow, or yeah. to, and you're like, what was he hoping was going to walk out of the door? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. But there's also an argument that, like, he didn't really, like, he just dedicated her to the Lord because she couldn't, like, ever have kids or what, like, because like, she mourns her not being married and all that stuff. And so so there's some people that think that that happened, and some people think, no, he he killed his daughter. Like, Jeez. So, so there is something yeah. with, like, yeah. I've made this vow, and so I, we knew this was a possibility. And yeah. so they, like, I, yeah. But then at the same point, you're like, no, this is your kid. Yeah. But... <laughs> Would you do it, Chris? I, I if you, if you like, sign this contract, would you would you go through with it and give them your second kid? Or you're like, no, we're breaking the contract. Well, yeah, because you automatically assume the witch is bad. Like, yeah. I mean, what's she right. gonna do with this kid? Like, maybe it'll be like a good, happy, like maybe the witch just wants a child herself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> she has evil intentions for this. Child. Oh, great! So, um, deal so then deal. you gotta go rescue him back. Well, yeah, you guess you would assume that a witch is bad. But also, as a parent of a one-year-old child, <laughs> like... It's true. I would be like, absolutely not. We were going to find this kid, you know? Even if I did make this contract or whatever, I'm going to at least try. Would yes. you at least try? Yeah, well, again, yeah, it's my kid and, and all that stuff. But, like, if I said, I don't know, like, this is a weird. What, you would I really like, be like, well. I started, <laughs> Jimmy's convinced me. I know. Why? Listen, you signed up for this. You shouldn't, if you didn't want to give them your second child, you didn't, shouldn't yeah. agree to it. And I know, because, like, isn't that the thing with Rumpelstiltskin, too? They're like, he, like, makes deals with them. Yeah, I, he always gets the short end of the stick, but it's like, <laughs> it's like I spun this straw on the gold, and I and I said like, like here's my terms, and you yeah. agreed to them, right? And so it's like, yeah, it's so like, well, I just thought I could do this, and then not get so away. You, you people, make a deal with the devil, it's gonna be you want it's your not cake. Be good. Yeah, we've already talked too. about that too, like making deals with the devil. And that was just basically what they did. Yeah, yeah, that's like what it's representing. Witches are the devil. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so it's like you you've made this negative choice, and then now there's consequences to your negative choice. And like, yeah, they they obviously they should fight for good and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But you're like at the same time, I mean, they're like. This was our deal. The we made this deal. deal. <laughs> it's funny because you never see that in books. Like that, that's why this is <laughs> yeah. funny because they're always like, "Yes, we're gonna find that." No, yeah. we're a family of three. Just deal with. It. Like, no, it's my brother. We're yeah, teaching them integrity. Really shocking. Yeah. She like, goes, "I didn't make this deal." Yeah, and then exactly. Storms out. I'm like I'm getting my brother back. So, um, yeah, because that that's like we don't ever <laughs> want negative consequences. Yeah. But we like do things in our life that we know, like, oh, this is like. I know that I'm going to eat cake and it's going to not be good for my weight. Yeah. As you can tell. Uh, but like, if you're watching, thank but yeah, you, you too. But yeah, but like, thanks for those of you who made comments, uh, <laughs> on our shorts, but, um, uh, but they're like, that's one of the things that you're like, 
I, I know this is bad for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. You're like, yeah. oh, man, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. Or, oh, man, I, like, I'm making negative choices in my life and then expecting just good to come no, out of it. I have to pay the consequences. <laughs> yeah. And right. so, so these people are like, no, we, we made this deal. This is what, <laughs> what's happening to us. I but, salute their integrity. But it is shocking, though, because you're like, yeah. no, this is, this is a kid. This isn't just like some health concern or something like that. Right. Like, this is like an actual, like, oh, you're, you, they seem like bad people now in my eyes. Right. Right. I, I think poorly of those people. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But yeah, but yeah, but we, but that's, I think one of the, the things that we think a lot of times is like, oh, there's not going to be negative consequences. And when there are we're like, well, now I'm mad. We're like, well, no, you <laughs> signed up for this. So now you're on the side of the parents. I, I, and the witch. I, I wasn't when you first. I respect it. Now I'm like, nah, well, well, yeah, but that, that's a lesson here. They knew. Don't make a bad deal. Yeah. Both, but the thing is, I think side by side, they both can be bad and they both should be fought. Like, well, fight them both. The fight the witch and the parents. And which is what the girl is doing. She's like, she's fighting the parents. Going against my parents. I'm not accepting this fate. And yeah. I'm also going to try to take down this witch. Well, and the girl didn't make the deal. So, yeah. That's she true. She's out of it. She can go get her brother back. Cause yeah. Found that loophole. <laughs> but then now the parents are like, no, we don't. Yeah, she comes back. She's like, I saved him. They're like, but uh, we said we were going to be a family. They three. call the witch. Nah, she's back. <laughs> no, you're in on Come it too. Come and get her. This is uh, an interesting story, though. So, is it scary? Uh, no, it's really not. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. I would say like the majority is for kids, yeah. but there are these adult concepts. Yeah. That as Infertility. a yeah, as a parent, they child kidnapping. Right. I think for a kid reading it, they would just kind of see it as just like another part of the plot. But for yeah. a parent that maybe experiences infertility or um, like losing a child, like yeah. that's going to be hard to read. Right. So, so I, this is something I've noticed like in kids stuff. Yeah. A lot of times. There's a lot of like bring this up too. heavier themes and things like that. And not like, I know like there's the whole world of the, sexuality and stuff like that that's being pushed in kids stuff more and more mm-hmm. I, I saw some baby muppet thing the other day i was like what in the world really? it's insane yeah so don't let your kids watch baby muppets but um well has watched all of them uh, well <laughs> gonzo wants to be gonzarella and he's like i didn't want to tell anybody because it would be weird oh yeah. yeah and so he's like he wants to be yeah this Fairy godmother, and he's a not boy. Statler and Wal- Waldorf. What about or like they're the grandpas? So there's a my two grandpas episode. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. oh man. So, but yeah, but but it, but it's these adult themes yeah. and these like concepts, and not just that, but yeah, but like infertility and uh, like that's what like up like watching I mean, that. The new episodes of Bluey, they are dealing with infertility. And, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, not like, and then. Um, one kid is having like he rem- like a traumatic memory that he that comes out like while he plays. And oh, stuff. I mean, See, Bluey can't do any wrong though. So. Everybody loves Bluey, but yeah. but yeah. the traumatic memory stuff, like that stuff that kids actually do deal with. Right? No, I, that's what I'm saying. Is they're like really good. The way that they deal with them is yeah. very good. And so, so should kids' things have adult themes in them? Like not adult themes, like. I think, well, yeah, do you adult, think, adult do you think Pixar started this with, like, they make movies for kids, but also for adults? Like, well, because... Was up. Was, was yeah, Up to was a big one. Talk about that. But there's also, like, 
lots of i've noticed this watching kids movies recently too is there's a lot of jokes that go over kids heads yeah Yeah. that the adults laugh at and so some of them are like really silly and harmless but then others are like whoa i can't believe they (laughs) tried to put that in there but the kids have no idea right and that's um well veggie tales did that yeah like they they had some monty python references oh okay the whole josh and the big wall is the scene from monty <laughs> yeah. Python. Yeah. you're like oh good. this is you english canigans um but yeah it's that like that whole idea of like I, yeah there's something for the parents in in there and like so so, so parents it's enjoyable to yeah, watch so too. It's enjoyable for the adults to watch but like some of the themes because the beginning of up like that first like 10 minutes I'm like balling I don't even know these characters if I taught a film class I would show that as like how to develop characters really well and really like without like there's like barely any dialogue yeah it's just like that music Mm. and then just Mm. uh, it's so good but have you ever seen up yeah okay so um but yeah but uh, so you have things like that they're like these are kind of adult themes, but then because I read, so it's called Night Books. It's also a movie on Netflix, um, and then Coraline. Yeah, it's also a movie uh, as well. But those those are things that are like they're kind of these. I would say children's uh, Night Books maybe more young adult. Yeah, but no, I don't think it is because he's it's like teen again. It's like yeah, teens, early teens. Yeah, um, but even Coraline, I think, is like supposed to be a kids book, but like. It is creepy. Have, yeah. you seen, have you seen Coraline? I've not seen that. I saw it in 3D. In the theater. You saw it in 3D? Wow. I, I, it reminds me of uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, because that was like a, a kid's show. But there's a lot of weird and kind of scary imagery. Curse? Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh. That's on Nickelodeon, right? Uh, it used what to be on Cartoon Network. I don't Cartoon know where it's Network, on now. Yeah. I've never heard of... Yeah. Probably no, you would probably know, like recognize it yeah. if you saw it. Courage the Cowardly... It was scary? Yeah, it was like really creepy and weird and scary. He like what lived in a semi haunted house. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. all these weird kind of eerie creatures would come and stuff. So it, it's very, especially if you're watching it at night as a child, it's pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there was like there's things like goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, are you afraid of the dark? That was on Nickelodeon. Yeah, but that's like, like that's like introducing kids to the horror, world of horror or yeah, like being scared. What about Scooby Doo. That's just that everyone close to you is bad. <laughs> That's the real <laughs> Jimmy the gardener. Um, but, but no, because because we were watching uh, a Scooby Doo with my with Quincy like a long time ago when she was real little. Because um, all of the Scooby Doo's are like, oh, they're just in the end, it's just fake. That, oh, they were using this projector right, screen right. or whatever. But then we were watching one, and it was like these zombies or whatever. And then as it got further into it, they're like. No, these are real. I'm like, oh wait, what? No, it's scary. <laughs> and then we had to turn it off, and then Quincy's mad at us. She's like, why are you turning this off? I'm like, well, because this is like, it's not just in the end everything's fixed and back to normal and like the yeah, like tricks of the eyes or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that yeah. thing. It's like, oh no, this is like real scary stuff, and so we don't want you to fill your mind with that. And so, um, but like, I think we talked about America's Got Talent. Like, there's some like magicians sometimes that come on and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. we're we're then the dark arts and all that stuff, but it's like, I, but these are kids shows. And mm-hmm. so, so why, why do we do that? Is it to help like kids see the real world or to introduce them into these topics that make it like acceptable or. I think, well, I don't know. I feel like the majority of people creating these things probably just think it's fun. Like these are all big topics that are out in the world. So they're just making them, 
kind of fun and accessible for kids. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think it, I think for a lot of it, like the adult jokes and stuff like that, I think it <clears throat> it is for the adult audience, not necessarily we're trying to introduce the kids to this necessarily. Yeah. It's just so the adults can get something out of this as well. Yeah. Yeah. But Coraline, like its whole thing is scary. Like it's not just... Right. Well, that's what I'm saying is like there's some things that want to introduce kids to the world of, yeah, being like there. I mean, there's always been scary stories after dark or whatever, you know, that we would get from the library (laughs) because it's like being scared or creeped out is fun as a kid. And as an adult, it's terrifying. (laughs) It's even more terrifying. Yeah. Um, So... So I don't know if say is it wrong, but like, should we protect our children more from some no. of these? Let witches steal their souls. Um, but yeah, so how? I mean, how do you? Or like, what? What was something our parents did to help us? Are we really gonna get into what they did to help us not be scared of something? <laughs> <laughs> there's a great story here i didn't even think about that story time (laughs) all right yeah tell this all right (laughs) so my parents were trying to protect me from the scariness of dinosaurs so i wasn't allowed to watch jurassic park even though i really i was like really into monster movies but they so they said okay we're gonna have a jurassic park night or we're gonna watch jurassic park and so my parents sat me down, and we, the three of us watched it together. You didn't have anybody else? It wasn't a no, party or anything? No, no one a party or anything. They were just like, we're going to let you watch this, and we're going to sit by you. Mom watching? Yeah. Okay. So three of us watched it, and I was scared out of my mind. And <laughs> and I was going to bed, and my mom was in there. Wait, how old were you? Were you 13? I, don't, I can't remember. I, I think you were. I probably I think... was. I think she was 13. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> I can't remember. But so my I'm laying in bed and my mom is sitting on the edge of my bed and the door handle starts <laughs> kind of, you know, jiggling. And my mom and I both like look over and the door slowly opens and a raptor peeks its head inside <laughs> my bedroom. And <laughs> I just... <laughs> lost it (laughs) it was it was my dad actually it was not chris it was my dad but chris had this like huge rap like realistic it wasn't even like it didn't look like a stuffed animal but it was like a realistic raptor stuffed animal and my dad had <laughs> pretended that it had like opened my door and was tr- gonna come because in the movie me. they yeah, like yeah, jiggle yeah. the handle a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and so oh my goodness, this is why I love my family. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to be scared, but let me terrify you. Yeah. <laughs> mom, so like, yeah, mom was mad at dad because but she started crying too, right? I think she was crying because of my reaction, though, <laughs> like how absolutely unhinged I was <laughs> at oh. this and so from then on i had these reoccurring dinosaur nightmares oh good yeah <laughs> was that's uh, good parenting yeah went to disney oh, world man lost it on that dinosaur ride <laughs> 
triggered false wow. memories. Oh, man. So, you gotta watch that Bluey episode. Yeah, my parents did not protect me from the fear of dinosaurs. <laughs> you were 13, Adrian. I know. You were a young adult. Everyone was like, dinosaurs aren't young real. Adult. I'm like, they are. They're Have you real. seen Jurassic Park? They're, They're back. Oh, man. But, um, no, but with, with our kids, like, that's one of the things, because one of my kids is very sensitive to anything remotely scary or anything yeah. like i'm like well you watch these other shows like yeah but those are cartoons like i like they've come to terms with that but then some of the other stuff they're like no i can't so we were watching like spider-man the first one toby mcguire mm. um we started watching that and she was like i, I can't like it was just too scary for her. i'm like why is this too wait and we like not get mad but like you can watch this. <laughs> well, yeah. well, well no like she if if it's something that like gives her a pause we need to be like okay yeah go in the other room we're gonna watch this as a family <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a part we've no. sacrificed uh, you to a witch yeah <laughs> you don't have to watch this we're a family of three <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that means i got a lot, rid of a lot of my kids so uh but yeah so so I, like there's a idea as a parent, like I want to protect my kids from stuff, but then yep. there's stuff that I'm like, Oh, I want to enjoy this with them. But if it's something that like, they are like have pause on, I don't want to like force them to. Right. So when do I force them to watch scary? <laughs> Once they're 13, <laughs> they don't like, so I don't know. But yeah, but I, I think, but I mean, but mom and dad did teach us like, okay, these things are not great for us to watch or yeah. these things like like yeah because I, I don't think i could watch Jurassic park until i was 13 i saw it in theaters and yeah. i remember at one point my dad leaned over and goes this is where it's gonna get pg-13 oh goodness <laughs> dad he's a sneaky scarer <laughs> yeah he's like i think it's about to get pg-13 he's like what's gonna happen i'm like i'm here for Man it on the toilet's gonna get <laughs> yep it did that's, that's when it started so but PG uh, PG, yeah, I just I remember him saying that to me in the theater. Uh, but yeah, so speaking of witches, um, we watched Kiki's Delivery Service with my family. Mm -hmm. So yep. um, Max has all the uh, the Miyazaki films on. Like I don't know, they're doing some animation thing. So mm -hmm. um, so if you don't if you're not familiar with Miyazaki, he is a famous Japanese director. Director, but he doesn't do the art for it. Like Studio Ghibli. Oh, Studio Ghibli. Art. That's right. Um, shout out to Studio Ghibli. And so, Jimmy, you are not familiar with the Japanese arts. No, I did watch Pokemon. <laughs> okay. Well, then you so know, that counts. You know some mm, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, so Studio Ghibli Miyazaki. and Miyazaki like combined yeah. m make these films that are just, uh, they're really great. They're they are just, really They're great. kind of masterpieces. I haven't seen a lot of them. I haven't seen they're Ponyo. They're very beautiful. And yeah. So, but yeah, but they're on, they're on max. Um, I would encourage you to like look up stuff on them, but Kiki's delivery service. There's been a couple of them that have been coming back to theaters. Yeah. So, uh, I think like Princess Mononoke is back at theaters. Uh, well, each, Kiki's came back. each summer they do a studio Ghibli. Is that just in Evansville? I don't know. It's AMC. Okay. So wherever so AMCs are. One, they do one a week. Oh. In the summer. I don't think I realized that. Okay. So every summer? They did it last summer and this summer. Oh, well, two summers in a row. It's a done deal. Next summer, check that out. Or, yeah. or maybe there's still more in the summer. I don't know. But uh, but Kiki's Delivery Service, like base, the basic premise is there's a, a girl, she's turning 13, so young adult. Young uh, adult. <laughs> going to, uh, uh, so when, once you turn 13, on the night of a full moon, you fly away, uh, and for a year, you go give your witch services to mm. uh, 
some city or town that needs a, a witch. Yeah. <laughs> so try to get a child or two. These are good witches. <laughs> yeah. And so there's no, like, other than that, she can fly around on a broom. There's nothing else that she does that's like, because I know, I mean, as yeah. like Christians, like the Bible says, witchcraft is an abomination. And so some people like have trouble with Harry Potter or witch things and all that stuff. So in the beginning, like her mom's making a potion, but you never know, like, I, like it's just it's it's kind of like the Harry Potter world where it's like some people are witches like yeah. it's not like you can train to be a witch or whatever and so but this this year long thing is kind of like them finding like what's my talent what am I good at what am I going to contribute to the world around me mm-hmm. and so things I liked about Kiki is that she's a very hard worker like she would just go into a place and be like I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to do this stuff and like all that um the things I don't like about her, she's kind of a jerk to this boy that's like really nice to her, and she's just like, "I get away from me" and all this stuff. And he like, does keeps, she like him? No, she does oh. not like him. He kind of likes her. He's kind of like trying to be nice to her. That's and she, his mistake. You should throw rocks at girls you like at that age. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he saves her from being arrested, and so, um, but yeah, but she kind of deals with some of that teen angst of like, yeah. "Oh, this person's mean or bad or whatever," and like, uh, and all that. But it, but it was really this like. The way that they do the animation is just, it's, they're very beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a bit slower than most Like, it's just kind of like her trying to figure out who she is. And you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool story. And so, but at the same time, like my oldest kid was like, ah, I didn't like it very much. It was like, is it like, it was, she said it was okay. And then the, as each day passes, she hates it. (laughs) Wow. Uh, and so when we've suggested some of the other ones, like, hey, we could watch some of these. But I think a Spirited Away, it's a bit scarier at points, isn't it? Um, not necessarily. I, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Not one. necessarily scary, but just like it's more bizarre than the other ones. Yeah. So you, I think for kids, it's hard to know like what's going on. How's Moving Castle? You ever seen that one? Yeah. That's, you know. That's my favorite. I thought My Neighbor Totoro. Well, I like both of them. Oh, but okay. Howl's is more, again, it's more like, whimsical. this is fun and, and whimsical, but it has adult themes in it. Like, there's a war going on and stuff like that that goes over my kid's head. But yeah. Totoro is just like a classic, solid kid's movie. Like, he loves that movie. Princess Mononoke, have you seen that one? A long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's I like don't remember more... much. It's PG-13. That, yeah, that one's not like, like really a kid's one. Yeah. Ponyo, did you see Ponyo? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I see, she's seen them all. I have not. Yeah. Um, but I, in those, like, there is some of the Japanese, like, mysticism and things like that a yeah. little bit that gets, like, the spiritual, like, Yeah, like, and, Totoro, even Totoro is, like, a spirit, like, a forest spirit. Yeah. But they never even, I don't think they even say that. So... Uh-oh. Like we as adults would be like, oh yeah, this is a forest spirit from, and they have like there's little statues around and stuff. Kind of forest spirit. Yeah, and you and you see those things, but like to my kid, that's just like, oh, this is a decoration in a garden, and oh, this is a magical like gigantic bunny mouse thing. <laughs> you know, like it's really cool. I know you've probably seen pictures of Totoro because they're probably it's like a little round giant bunny mouse thing. Oh, I think I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. It has a back tattoo of it. So <laughs> show you. Just full tattoo. <laughs> full full back. back tattoo. It took 18 hours. I did have some Totoro Converse at one point. Oh, man. Probably sell those for good money. Um, but, yeah, but the worldview, like, and a lot of that stuff, it's it's more subtle. Like, it's more like, these are spirits, and this is just what yeah, exists in the world. Yeah, and I think world. for the, 
it will especially if because the audience is at first it's a japanese audience yeah and that is i mean extremely normal for them to have all right. that stuff so yeah so american culture is like well i don't know what this is but it's there <laughs> so but in kiki's delivery service so it's in it, they've dubbed it in uh english and it's, it's really good dubs and stuff um, yeah. But then after, word I because I was I was like oh there's a Japanese version of it and so now my son Shepard who's five, he can't read yet uh, or he can but very like you know the word five. the yeah, yeah. <laughs> three, three letter words Cat. he's like I want to watch it in Japanese and I'm like well but then you have to read it and he's like. I want. He keeps like every night. Can we watch Kiki's in Japanese? I was like, no, we're not well, doing that. Hey, you may learn That's Japanese. a great way to learn to read. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> or no. learn Japanese. Yeah, oh. you just learn Japanese. So that's what I'm gonna do with my three week old. We'll just put a put him in front of Japanese things and let him learn Japanese. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. So, all right, Florida this week, man. I'll tell Florida. You it's a good one. Uh, if I can find it. You, I, I will let the audience know. Chris has it looks like fifty five Google Chrome tabs open right <laughs> now. That's what mine looks like too. This, this is oh, this is it's goofy at first, but this one's gonna get a little bit more serious, I yeah. think. Um, so basically, uh, Miami's Rolling Loud Festival calls to end using rap artists' lyrics as evidence. So at first, I was like, I don't know what that means, but apparently, there have been I think over five hundred cases where they've used lyrics in a rap video or rap music yeah. to uh, yeah, f- over 500 indictments of black artists based solely on their lyrics. And so like if a, if somebody's like, yeah, I'm dealing drugs or yeah, I've shot a man and like, or like I've murdered people like in their lyrics, they're like talking about illegal yeah. things. Then they've used them for, like their trial I'm like well this person said with their own mouth here it is in their song <laughs> I dealt yeah. drugs out of the back of my Bentley uh, and shot this lyrics, guy in the, the face way. yeah um, but they but then in the article it says Johnny Cash never faced persecu- prosecution for singing I shot a man in Reno or Willie Nelson for singing about shooting a woman or Ashley McBride uh, for singing about burying a mistress alive so like they haven't been indicted for those things but I would say did they like was somebody shot in Reno that they didn't know what happened, and they're like, "Well, if only somebody would have sang about this, we would know." <laughs> so, so it's interesting, like that. Yeah, like people sing about some things in songs, but if they actually like find the criminal activity and they're like, oh, well, yeah, here's- I think there's got to be more evidence on the line, like you said, like. Is yeah, they're there- not going to arrest you just because you said that you did this thing. Right. Yeah. But if there's a crime that's been committed and there's connections to that person. Yeah. And then they have this admission. Although if you take <coughs> if you take well, the rap out, wow. Speaking of young adults. We'll, play, <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out. Sixteen year old uh, Jimmy. Leave it in, Trent. So speaking of uh if you take rap out of it, if you just say, Hey, I murdered someone wouldn't the police at least like to have a conversation with you? Freedom of speech should not be criminalized. That's what they said. Bowman said. I don't know who. But Bowman then if you is. admit to a crime you actually did, that's technically freedom of speech. But I feel like you should criminalize people that say they killed people. Yeah. Well, if you haven't, I don't remember what episode it was on, but Jimmy talks about his story with the murderer. The murderer story. Yeah. So the murderer story, how they found him was he was going around and telling people that he killed his wife. 
Yeah. Now, if you would have rapped about it, like you fooled me twice, but now I killed my wife, then I think he should have been free to go. Did you just think of a weird rap? <laughs> it rhymed. <laughs> Jimmy's been working on this rap song for a long time. So, you know, he didn't just make it up. He's been working on this for years. Years. I walked into Taco Bell. Um, so... <laughs> pretty good. I know it rhymes with bell. <laughs> yeah. Um, smell. So, yeah. So here's, here was this guy. I don't know who Bowman is. I probably should have read this article more, but uh, so I think he's on the board and trying to figure out like how to, because, because the argument is that it's racist. Yeah. And here's his quote. It's racism because the majority of rap artists are black men in America is masterful at figuring out new ways to throw black men in jail. Bowman said. It's ageism because hip-hop has always been music for young people to inspire the creativity and innovation and social justice of young people. If you attack black men and black people and young people, you suppress any kind of revolution that could push back against our political and economic capitalist system. Wow. So he's saying if you use rap lyrics to convict somebody, you're ruining the future of America. But also, we talked about the lyrics in songs and how, like, the rap artists have said, I've been in this culture. Yeah. And it's really detrimental to my... That was Tom McDonald, yeah. Who was a white rapper. But, well, but, yeah. Um, but, like, is it really great for the future of America to be <laughs> seeped in, <laughs> like, criminal activity? Can't you still be like inspirational or yes you no like. the future of america is drug deals and murder, <laughs> murdering women like yeah, yeah that's what's like yeah creative content like okay talk about social injustice talk about and that was i mean sure like there was uh I, I like yeah young rappers talking about the the whole police thing like that yeah. i mean yeah in the 80s and stuff that's why rap kind of got it's rise to fame because it was black artists rapping about like police brutality and like the mistreatment of them by the society. Yeah, like, when they expose things yes. like that, that can be really helpful. Yeah, but if they're exposing the murder that they're doing, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, that's not the best plan. Hey, hey, I can't yeah. be responsible for that. Now it is. I rapped about it. Now it is interesting because I think the culture of rap and mainstream rap, it's like you have to have a certain amount of street cred and you have to rap about that. So you have to talk about how much money you have, how many women you get, and then apparently how many people you kill. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's like, that's where you get your street cred as yeah. they say. Um, I'm big in the hip hop world. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, yeah, there's three hey, white I'm Christian a, people talking yeah. about this. <laughs> talking no, about, we yeah. aren't authorities by any means on rap. Right. But it's, but the worldview. But even like him saying, well, the majority of rap artists are black men. And so that it's an attack against black people. Like, no, I'm sure if Willie Nelson or whatever, they found the crime that like, he's like talking about, like, okay. Cause I remember there's a Dixie chick song a while ago about them, like murdering a cheating boyfriend or something. Or they like, I don't know if they murdered him, but I think it was, um, but yeah, but it's that like, okay, I'm mad at this person. And this is how I want to vent this, but I'm going to use it artistically to like mm. talk about now they shouldn't be murdering people anyway. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause it, it does influence people like, Oh, I should murder this person. Right. I think murder them lyrically. Ooh, rap battle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I think like one of those things that we get in our heads is that like, Oh, it, it's racist because the majority of rap artists are black men, but it's like, no, I, I'm sure if white rappers said the same thing or, 
country artists like yeah it, it's got to be connected to a crime and so yeah so to throw racism into it and ageism too uh, attacking the young people like no we're we're attacking crime <laughs> we're attacking <laughs> yeah. crime. Shut up, crime uh so so it's hard like i don't know i do you guys agree with this statement or do you think okay there's a better way to go about creating a revolution and i think you well you talked about that a little bit but. i i just feel like i have no authority on this like whole rap subject but i think we have a tendency right now to slap things on like slap the word racism or ageism or gentrification or whatever like yeah. onto subjects that maybe not have to deal with it so that it goes the problem goes away or right. like you get what you want in the end because the bigger issue is is people doing illegal things yeah and so it's like yeah. it doesn't matter like and it doesn't matter the race but yeah but like the examples they use i don't know that there was those white singers or whatever that said those things i shot a man in reno just to watch him die like i don't know that again like the, there was an, a tie to that and so it's like okay let, let's be better for our our future kids and all that stuff by creating art and creating things that are going to build them up and in like and challenge them and challenge some of the things that have been going on and things like that but it's like if you're committing crimes and singing about them, like, yes, they're going to use those lyrics because you said, I did this thing, just like your murder friend that you gave a ride. Like, he, would you say, how close of friends were you? <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't say we were good friends. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but, it, one time. but it's that idea, yeah, that like, oh, I'm talking about this. And so, yeah, they accused him of that crime because he was saying stuff about it. And so, whether you're singing it or saying it to your friend, like, good friend uh like whether you're saying it or singing it like yeah that shouldn't how you present the material of you're doing illegal activity right. shouldn't matter so if they're like oh yeah like we we took him down to jail and we were questioning him but he wrapped all the his responses and so we it can't use count. them in the court you of law yeah. well, I think, again i think we need more information of like what comes first if they hear the song and then they're like we need to look into this crime yeah. Or if this, these like crime things are happening. The crime things. These yeah. crime things are happening. Well, like crime. a certain, you may be a certain neighborhood or whatever is like dealing with all these things. And then they're like, we're just, are, this is a cold case or whatever. But then they have these ties to this guy or yeah. this rapper who is singing about doing those crimes in that area. That to me that makes more sense. I still think you should talk to people if they're talking about rapping about murdering people. <laughs> You're like, did you actually do that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's where I think we talked about last episode. Like the community part comes in because it's like. Okay, yeah, like if you're surrounding yourself with people that are like, oh, yeah, you should sing about this or rap about this. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's getting published. Like, it's it's not just like, oh, they just came up and secretly made this album. Like, it's getting right. produced, and they're working the lyrics, and, like, yeah. they're, like, there's a group of people around them. And so somebody's like, hey, this is very specific. Did you really murder this woman? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, maybe let's not think about it. Like, there should yeah. be some checks and balances right. around them. Like, oh, are you really dealing drugs out of the back of your Bentley? Like, then maybe we should not rap about that if you don't want to get arrested. So, like, yeah, I, I don't think it's stifling creativity if you're, like, singing about 
awful things. <laughs> it's like, no, like you're, you're putting that out there. And if you did those things, then yeah. it's, there's a day of judgment coming mm. for you. So, hey kids, if you're making great art, don't sing about murder. So, no, I don't <laughs> take away. But, but it goes back to like, I, I think what we talked about with the, the kids things, because our young, because like, rap is a generally young audience. And yeah. like, we like, lyrics do matter and so you said that earlier like what we put into our body like that like in our brains like that's going to affect how we view the world around us and so if we're filling our minds with murder and all that stuff it's like okay well that's maybe that's why drug dealers and all, all this stuff is continuing to happen because we're glorifying it by singing about it and then putting it up and they're getting these great record deals and, and they're getting you get street cred or whatever yeah it's like oh there, that lifestyle is working for them. So then I'm going to embrace that lifestyle too, because I want lots of money and I want to be able to do these things. And so, so it just kind of feeds into that. And so I, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's racist, but I mean, yeah, like what you say, like it would, we'd have to look at all the cases and be like, oh, okay, they just did this because this person is black or white or yeah. whatever. So, but, uh, but I think overall, if you're a criminal and you're singing about it, you're going to get in trouble. (laughs) So, all right. I don't know. I feel like we ended on a heavy note. We did. Jimmy, tell us a joke. (laughs) I thought you were going to talk about something from YouTube. No, that'll be next time. We just ran out of time. We did. Oh man. All right. Next time gadget. Next time. Well, Hey, Make stuff that's good. (laughs) Sorry, I heard a phone go off in the other room. Uh, So just make stuff that's creative and make stuff that's good and make stuff that's wholesome and builds others up and challenges people and all that stuff. Challenge the status quo, but do so in a way that is uplifting. So, hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Chris. I'm Adrian. And I'm Jimmy. We'll see you next time.